What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I'm Graham Ledger, and this is a special edition of the Ledger Report. Overnight, tensions running high outside the Supreme Court. Barricades erected and protesters gathering, all in response to a new report saying the conservative-leaning court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade, the landmark ruling that legalized abortion. It would dramatically upend abortion rights in the United States, uh, really over the last 50 years since Roe v. Wade. The website Politico reports it obtained documents from a person familiar with the court's proceedings. The documents are labeled a first draft of an opinion in a case challenging Mississippi's ban on abortion after 15 weeks. A ruling in that case is not expected until the summer. But in the draft, Justice Samuel Alito, the opinion's apparent author, writes Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. It was circulated in the court as a first draft by Justice Alito in February, dated February 10th. Uh, so it is possible there have been some changes since then, uh, but it's our, our best understanding of at least where the court stood at that time. The draft opinion also references the 1992 case, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which affirmed Roe's finding of a constitutional right to abortion services. Justice Alito writes, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. This is a stunning breach of Supreme Court confidentiality, of secrecy of the traditions of the court, and one clearly designed to get a public reaction. It's a crisis for the court because the court's authority comes from the, the, the notion that those justices deliberate and come to a conclusion, and they don't play politics. They don't play public opinion. Overnight Planned Parenthood tweeting, let's be clear, this is a draft opinion. It's outrageous, it's unprecedented, but it is not final. Abortion is your right, and it is still legal. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi issuing a joint statement referencing justices like Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch, who have said Roe is settled law, writing the conservative justices have lied to the U.S. Senate, ripped up the Constitution, and defiled both precedent and the Supreme Court's reputation, all at the expense of tens of millions of women who could soon be stripped of their bodily autonomy and the constitutional rights they've relied on for half a century. But the anti-abortion rights group Susan B. Anthony List writing, if the draft opinion made public tonight is the final opinion of the court, we wholeheartedly applaud the decision. If Roe versus Wade is overturned, it doesn't mean that abortion will be illegal in the United States, but it does mean uh, that states individually could decide their own abortion policies. And we've seen dozens of states already preparing for this moment, passing uh, restrictive abortion measures, bans uh, in anticipation that the court will go this far and give them the green light. Stop tape. We'll go this far. You know, in the end, 
Really, this is a victory for federalism. What is federalism, Graham? Well, I know federalism wasn't taught in schools a hell of a lot, especially over the last several decades. Well, what is it? Federalism says that, yeah, we have a federal government, but it's a weak federal government, and that states have the rights. Tenth Amendment kind of thing. Ninth and Tenth Amendment kind of fused together. That states have rights, really, over the federal government. Of course, that's not the way things work today. Today, the federal government is omnipresent, omnipotent, all-inclusive. You know, it's like the Chinese buffet. It's all-inclusive, right? You get the fried rice, you get the, the white rice, you get the mugu gai pan, you get uh, whatever uh, chicken dish over here, you got beef dish, you got egg rolls, you got wontons, etc., etc. It's all-inclusive. That's the federal government now. It wasn't meant to be this way. It was meant to be white rice, and that's it. It was meant to do certain functions, the federal government, meant to do certain functions, like maintain um, a defense for this country. Not necessarily a standing army, as it's enumerated in the Constitution, that you're not supposed to, but you gotta defend the republic. You gotta defend your borders. You have to defend your language and your culture. That's one of the enumerated powers of the federal government. The Congress has a certain enumerated powers. The, the president has certain very limited enumerated powers. And that has really exploded, the office of the presidency, but that's another subject. And of course, the courts. It's the courts that's mainly out of control. The courts, so out of control, is the reason why we even have Roe versus Wade. And I want to control my euphoria. For some of you who go to my website once in a while, GrahamLedger.com, you know on there is Ledger for Life. This is something that I've been battling for many, many decades now, and that is protecting the sanctity of life. The sanctity of life everywhere, inside the womb, outside the womb. I don't believe in euthanasia. I don't. I believe in rendering medical aid, of course. But I don't believe in killing. And I also don't believe in the death penalty, which makes me a, a, a bad a so-called Republican. People always want to call me a Republican. I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. I'm a constitutionalist. But I also am a Christian. That's why I wear this, you see. And I believe that life is life and death is death and that no really person on this planet has the right to take another human being's life. That's what I believe. And so Roe versus Wade affirmed the right, no. I have to amend myself. There is no right to abortion. And that's the key argument here that Justice Alito, I think, is leaning toward. I want to get into um, this, looks like, you know, this draft ruling. I want to get into why the leak took place. I want to get into, yeah, we can bask in the glory, God's glory here, right? And then how this plays out uh, into the future. And the fact that Schumer and Pelosi are targeting Gorsuch uh, and Kavanaugh should be explanation enough as to why this thing was leaked, but I want to get into that in, in just a moment. There is no constitutional right to abortion. It doesn't exist in this here constitution, of course, but it's not implied in this here constitution either. When the 14th Amendment, they, they, they got away with Roe versus Wade because of the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment alludes to the fact that not every right is enumerated in the constitution, and it's not. For example, the right 
to travel about the country. The freedom of movement was being restricted little by little by little by little in, in blue states in particular and at the federal government later, level. It's not enumerated in the Constitution that there's a right to move. But it is implied in the Constitution, even under the federalist system, that you have the right to move from Connecticut to New York, if you wish, or New York to Connecticut, back when the nation was founded. Now, you have the right to move from New York to California, California to Texas, Texas to Florida. That's not explicitly in the United States Constitution, but in order for you to have freedom, which is protected in the Constitution and delineated in the Declaration of Independence, in order for you to have freedom, you must have freedom of movement. But in order for you to free, have freedom, you don't have to have access to abortion. That's nonsense, especially when you look at the history of this republic and the history of this region of the world post 17th century forward. Christian based. This region of the world was founded by Christians. Christians would never believe, no Christian, and I mean this, and I mean this today, back then I mean it today, no Christian could support abortion. No Christian can support abortion. You support abortion, you're not a Christian. I'm sorry, but the two are mutually exclusive. And so there is no history of legalized abortion in this country except from 1973 forward, basically. Back alley abortions, whatever you want to call them. It was illegal in this country. Of course it's illegal. It has to be illegal. If you're a doctor and you subscribe to what was once the Hippocratic Oath, which apparently doesn't exist anymore, but it used to, if you subscribe to it, how can you perform an abortion? You can't. Your oath is to preserve life, not kill it. And so there is no implied right to abortion in this country. There never has been. There never should ever be again. Again, I'm buffeted by a bit of euphoria here, but I'm trying to control myself, okay? Because this is the moment that we've been waiting for, for decades. This is the moment we've been praying for, for decades. This is the moment we have been informing about, for decades. This is the moment we have been gearing up for, for decades. This is the moment we have been hoping for, for decades. And I think of Rush Limbaugh right now. I think of Rush. And I wish he were here to see this. I know he's looking down. I know that it was the result, in part, of his hard work. My hard work. Your hard work. 40 days of prayer, etc., etc., etc. We've been all working toward this. Not to deny, quote, a right to a female. That's not what this is about. This is about recognizing that there is a life they're in the womb. That's it. It's that simple. And not trying to play games that, oh, in the uh, second trimester it's okay, but the third trimester it's not. Hell, in California, as disgusting and sickening this is for me to say this, you can have an abortion post-birth. More on that in a minute. This case, if it's true, and I want to be careful about this because we don't know for sure, 
It sure seems it walks like a duck, it crack, quacks like a duck, but this case is based on the Mississippi case, and that is effectively Mississippi case says that after 15 weeks you can't have an abortion. Why? Because there's a heartbeat. It's basically a heartbeat law, right? And Florida just passed the same thing, signed into law by Governor DeSantis, another win. And there are other states that have similar, Texas, um, I think uh, Oklahoma, um, I think Missouri's got one. But there are a whole host of states that have pushed the envelope and have pushed this to the Supreme Court. And we knew it was going to happen. There's another one out of Alabama. So we knew this was coming. We knew there was going to be a showdown. And we knew how important it is to have constitutionalists on the court like Justice Thomas, who is true, blue, greatest example of a solid constitutionalist, originalist on the court. These others, it appears they're leaning you know, in the right direction, but they're not like Justice Thomas. And Alito's pretty darn close as well. And it's Alito, apparently, who is writing this opinion. But this is a victory for states' rights. And that's a good thing. Um, the federalist system in this country is really going to come into play over the next years and decades. And I've said it before on this program, I'll say it again, and I'll, I'll tie it all together in a couple of minutes here, but it's red state versus blue state now, and now more than ever. If you don't need another reason to choke off California, if this ruling is accurate, if you don't need another reason, here's one. Because you know what California is going to do? You know what Illinois is going to do? You know what New York is going to do? We know what they're going to do. They're going to double down. In fact, Gavin Newsom's already talking about this. But why the leak? Why the leak? Well, it's pretty darn obvious why the leak, right? It's so Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer can put pressure on these weak justices. And yeah, I think Gorsuch has been pretty good. But Kavanaugh is weak. I didn't like him in the, in the hearings. I thought this guy was weak. You know, it wasn't the takedown, it was his response to it that was weak. And Comey Barrett, the same thing. They just gave her a pass, I guess because she wears a, a skirt. I don't know. I don't know what these guys think. But Coney Barrett's been weak too. So you got two really weak justices, apparently, that are signing on to Alito. You got Thomas, who, of course, is solid. You know, he's like the Willie Mays of the Supreme Court. And he's just, you know, hammering 660 career home runs. That's what Thomas does. You've got Gorsuch, who's a relative newcomer, and you've got Kavanaugh, who's a relative newcomer. Gorsuch, as I said, has probably been more solid than the other two, Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett. So if, if we look at Alito, Thomas, and Gorsuch together as pretty solid or solid, and then you put Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett together, and you put a tent over them, you call that a circus, okay? So it is the effort by the dynamic duo of Pelosi and Schumer to try and sway one of those two. Now, we also have Roberts out there circulating around all this like Pluto. And you never know what Pluto is going to do. Pluto's way out there. He's way out there. Shivering out there by himself, Pluto. And you don't know what Pluto's going to do, do you? 
He's going to take a slow evolution around the sun. And you, you, you just know that Pluto has the ability to sway over here or sway over there. There is no center for Pluto. Justice Roberts. And think back to Obamacare, right? Who was the swing vote in Obamacare? Well, it was Justice Roberts, right? You'd think that a guy who was put on the court, nominated by George W. Bush as a so-called conservative, would have said, no, this is against the Constitution. You can't force, the government cannot force people into a private contract, which is what Obamacare does. It forces 330 million Americans into a private contract. It's a violation of the Commerce Clause, frankly. But of course, it was Justice Roberts who twisted himself into a pretzel and said, voila, Obamacare's a tax, it can stay. So you never know, we can't count on Roberts, okay? We just can't. Who knows, he may side with the liberals, he may side with the conservatives. So in the end, it's these five, right? It's Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, who are pretty solid or solid, and then you've got Comey Barrett, and you've got Kavanaugh, who are weak. And so it's probably time right now for those of us who believe to say a little prayer that these two weak justices hold the line because they are the targets now for the next month. If this decision is rendered as it should be in June, uh, probably early June, um, between now and then, these people are going to twist, these two are going to twist in the wind. I don't not worried about Thomas. I'm not really worried about Gorsuch. Certainly not worried about Alito, who apparently wrote this opinion. And I don't care about Roberts. Who cares? The guy's going to go down to history as mashed potatoes. Um, but I do care about the court. And from what I know, there are, of course, nine justices. And between the nine, they have 36 law clerks. So there's a total of 45 people, 45 people, who have access to this draft decision, majority decision, hopefully, knock on wood. 45 people. So let's eliminate the nine justices. Would they be stupid enough, even the liberals, would they be stupid enough to release this? Let's assume that they're not, right? So that narrows it down to 36 lawyers, clerks, 36 lawyers who are the suspects. They're the only ones that have access to this. And so, if the court wants to maintain its integrity, it must find out who is behind this leak, whatever it takes, and hold them accountable. Now, I don't believe there is a law on the books, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't believe there's a law on the books that says, hey, if you leak uh, a document from the Supreme Court, you're going to jail. I don't think that exists. But what does exist is that all of these 45 have law licenses in various states. So that person, man or woman, should be stripped of their law license or licenses, of course, in all states. That should be how this person is held accountable. Never to practice law again and certainly be booted out of the hallowed halls of the United States Supreme Court. We just can't have this kind of crap going on. 
putting pressure on justices to flip their votes. That's not how this is supposed to be working. No matter what the decision, no matter who the justice is, Sonia Mayor, Sonia, Sonia Mayor, Mayor, whatever her name is, uh, Elena Kagan, Breyer, they shouldn't be pressured either. As screwed up and anti-constitutional, anti-God as they are, they shouldn't be pressured and they shouldn't be subject to the whim of public opinion, especially a bunch of ranting, crazy public opinion. So these people who are responsible for this, and maybe it's more than one, could be one person, could be multiple people. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more than one, as a matter of fact. They need to be held accountable at all costs. At all costs. Will this happen? I don't know. But I think we should take a moment to bask in God's glory here. Think about it. Think about all the effort that you may have put in to trying to preserve life in your household, in your community, in your county, in your state, in your country. How much time and energy and money have you devoted to the effort to try and get to the moment where we are apparently right now? And again, I don't want to get too euphoric about this, but I think it's important to realize the power of what we've been doing for decades now, for some of us. Some of you folks, maybe you haven't been as engaged as, as others. And I'm not trying to play hero here, but there are heroes in this war, this battle for life, like Father Pavone, who I've had on this here program many, many times and who I consider a friend. Father Frank Pavone, who is on the east coast of Florida, uh, I always blank on the city uh, he's in, uh, uh, Titusville, Titusville, Florida. And he deserves a lot of credit. Of course, he's not the only guy, but he's one, he's one of the lieutenants in the army. And he has fought and fought and fought to preserve life. His message has been consistent. It hasn't like, been like the Pope that exists right now in, in Rome, in the Vatican, who is, I don't know what, that thing is. He's not my Pope. I'll tell you that much. Pope John Paul II is my Pope. God rest his soul. But Father Pavone has been consistent in trying to move the ball forward to preserve life. In his message, in his teachings, and in his life, in the way he lives life. God wins here. God is winning here. We are winning, but we're winning for God. God is winning. God's in control. God knew this was going to happen. God knew that we were going to go through some dark years here of 50 years of, of darkness, effectively. And remember the roots of abortion and eugenics. eugenics. Remember all that. If you don't know about it, look it up. Don't Google it. Duck, duck, go it. Okay? We're boycotting Google as much as possible. I forget sometimes but I try and use DuckDuckGo as much as possible. Um, I think about the, um, the folks who do the 40 days of prayer. Is that the name of it? I don't know. It's something like that, where they spend 40 days out in front of Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics, and they pray. The power of prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is not affirmation 
of the power of prayer. If you have any doubt in your mind about the power of prayer, rest it, put it to rest now. Because did you think 10 years ago that Roe versus Wade would have been overturned? Again, knocking on wood. We're assuming that this is going to be the ruling. We're assuming that Kavanaugh and Comey Barrett are going to hold their ground. Maybe we shouldn't make that assumption. We don't want to get too excited about this. But to be in this position is really, in my lifetime, is unbelievable. And I, the first thing I did, I went onto social media and I just said, God, thank you. That's all. Just praise, praise God, right? What else can you do here? Cry tears of joy? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm at the brink of that. There is nothing more important than human life. Nothing more important than human life. And in this day and age, and where we are in this republic, with the, the polarization of the politics in this country, where the far left is going out there farther and farther left, destroying the Constitution, destroying the constitutional rights of tens of millions of Americans, a little huge victory like this is really one where we need to savor and realize that if this battle is winnable, God, I mean, think about it, Rush. Think about it. If, if this battle is winnable, what other battles might we win? that I've been, you know, pessimistic about on this here program, especially recently. Maybe we can win the battle over the swamp, because if there is a singular thing that needs to be done in terms of our political arena, it's the swamp. It needs to be blown up. There needs to be a political stick of dynamite tied to the swamp. Someone's got to light the fuse and run away. And then we need to start over. We can do that from a constitutional perspective. That's another program. It's called Article 5 and the Convention of the States. Article 5 of the Constitution, Convention of the States. We're nearing critical mass there, but again, another program. And maybe the, the battle for control of our schools is winnable. huh? If we can win abortion, if we can destruct Roe versus Wade, yeah! You talk about a teachable moment. Oh, Lord. Maybe we can take back the schools. The public schools. Or maybe we take back control of educating our children by educating our children ourselves. Either way, that's a battle that must be won also. But we need to bask in the glory, God's glory right now. And one last thing I think of, I think of the PRCs, Pregnancy Resource Centers, which again, if you go to GrahamLedger.com, Ledger for Life, that's what I support. Pregnancy Resource Centers, who often open up right next to Planned Parenthood. And they have the ultrasound and they try and pick off these girls before they go in to get these children sucked out of their wombs. And they show them the ultrasound and they say, there's your baby. You really want to kill it? And they're conversion rate is high. It's over 50%. So I think of the PRCs and the wonderful work they've been doing. Okay, so what do we do moving forward now? Let's again assume, and I hate to assume, that this preliminary draft 
ruling is correct and it's going to move forward and Roe versus Wade is toast. Where do we focus now? Abortion will not be outlawed, okay? It's, it's still going to be legal. It's not going to be illegal. It's not going to be legal. It's, it, it, it's, it's up to the states, okay? So that's why Newsom says he's going to double down, and you better believe Newsom's going to double down. And you better believe Pritzker in Illinois and the dingbat in New York is going to double down. All these liberals, Michigan, they're all going to, they're going to double down on post-birth abortions and, and every uh, amoral thing that you can think of. So, what does the abortion, anti-abortion, pro-life movement look like from here? Well, in my opinion, states like Florida, uh, states like Texas, states like Alabama, Mississippi are going to probably say, that's it, no more abortion, period, okay? Wonderful thing. But that leaves New York and California and these other, New Mexico, Oregon, Washington, these other states, they're going to have, you know, free and access for all. And so if, you know, you live in Mississippi, come on to Oregon, get an abortion. It's going to happen. So we've, we bolster the red states. This is just like my message for attacking the, the liberal blue states. Very similar. We bolster the red states. We protect the red states and their effort to protect life. We solidify around them. And in the blue states, in California, and the rest of them, we try and continue to win hearts. We double down in winning hearts. So Newsom's going to double down in destroying life. We're going to double down in trying to win hearts to stop destroying life. So while we don't know for sure that Roe versus Wade is being overturned, we can say another prayer right now and, and say, God, we hope this is correct and that maybe by July we'll be basking in the glory. But we will continue to fight to preserve life in these blue states which are going to continue to kill babies. And we cannot remain silent on this issue. We can be happy, but we can't remain silent as long as there are abortions in this country. Because remember, Said it before, I'll say it again. Evil can only prevail when good is silent. I'm Graham Ledger.